Are you okay? Hi, everyone, and welcome to our Valentine's Day episode. So happy Valentine's Day, everyone. We have, we thought we can't avoid the holiday, right? We got to talk about it. And you know, six ladies, we have a lot to say. So we thought we would just talk about it today and start off with some, just some fun. And I want to ask you guys the very first question, which is, um, uh, wh what do you think of Valentine's Day? And you know, like, what do you, what do you do on Valentine's Day? That's all. I just want to hear everyone's opinion on that. Mary? Well, um, Valentine's Day is a nice day for candy and for flowers and all the good chocolate. Um, honestly, it's another, it's another work day for me. So um, I go to work on <laughs> Valentine's Day <laughs> and I make people happy at work. So you don't, you don't do anything. You don't, you don't, you just don't care for the holiday. You just don't. Well, I mean, I'm usually working. It's like Christmas or Thanksgiving. It's another holiday that I get money on. It's just not time and a half. So, because um, <laughs> nobody cares. You I know, you should be. <laughs> right? But no. Hey, yeah. Good. Interesting. I mean, Valentine's Day is almost like any other day. I think it is a good reminder for me to just do something um, extra nice for somebody, to remind somebody that they're loved, especially those who may feel lonely on Valentine's Day, who may have just lost a spouse or you know, maybe um, haven't gotten out, they may be isolated, um, some of my single friends. Um, but I, I, I have no problem with uh, Valentine's Day. I don't do anything particular, particularly special, except just um, re reaching out to those who may feel lonely on that day. Hmm. Yeah, that's similar to me. Valentine's Day is like any other day. Like it hasn't had that much significance. Um, like when I see women on Facebook or Instagram getting flowers or marriage proposals, you know, I'm like, oh, that's nice. And I just, I just move on. Like, I don't really think twice about it. Um, I, I usually text my friends like, um, happy Valentine's day. love you. You know, or something like that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I love Valentine's day and I think it's an amazing day. <laughs> um, and so, Look, I have to show you guys. I know you people can't see it on the, on the gram or whatever, but whatever. Is that a heart mask? What is yes. that? Yes, it's oh. got tiny baby hearts on it. Nice. Aww. Aww. You got that mask today. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but so a long time ago, my best friend and I started a tradition where it's always Valentine's Day for us. So it doesn't matter if we're dating somebody. She's married now. Um, I am not, but it does not matter. We realized this in our twenties because we used to get like kind of down about it. And then we were like, wait a minute, you're my Valentine. And she's like, you're my Valentine too. So <laughs> we literally exchange gifts on Valentine's day. Like Aww. we do it, like we, we get really dramatic. And again, it does not mm -hmm. matter who is in the picture, who is not in the picture. Her husband already knows, like it's our day. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love that. I love that. I've always loved Valentine's Day, even as a kid, because um, especially I loved buying those. You remember we used to buy those little cards and you, yeah. you put them in all everyone's whatever little Dang. box that they had. Yes. Dang. And then as I got older, it became Single Awareness Day. <laughs> and, <laughs> and of course you know when I was date, if I had a boyfriend it just became like a big thing you know like I if I have a boyfriend I'm gonna admit I 
I love Valentine's Day. And when I stopped, you know, because I didn't have a boyfriend, I figured um, I'm going to show the people I love that I love them on Valentine's Day. So then it became a tradition. I would take my mom and my dad out on a date and basically um, give my mom, my mom and dad cards. My mom started giving me flowers and balloons. So now I'm like, yay, I at least get balloons. And you know, and the, the best one was one time I had to work and my mom brought my niece and nephews to my apartment and they surprised me by having a vase full of flowers and, and balloons. Aww. So when I came home, I was like, ah, somebody does love me. Baby, baby, I do have to add that my family is like that too, because they know it's important to me. My dad would always send flowers to my job. It was so sweet. And so now I do that for my nieces and nephews and I'm super dramatic for them on the same day. So yeah, that's cool. My my parents actually did that for me when I was in high school and college because you know, it was, it was awkward because I didn't have a boyfriend and they're like, your your daughter needs to know that she's loved. So when I was in high school in academy, my mom, they sent me roses for my, for Valentine's Day. So it was really cool. They don't do it so much now because you know, I don't care. But, but back then when it was super important, I was just like, wow, at least I'm not a total loser. Somebody loves me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it's such a commercial holiday, right? I mean, we know that it's such a marketing holiday too. I, I have a lot of married friends actually that don't even celebrate it or they, they won't go out on Valentine's Day. They might go out later or they don't even celebrate it at all, right? But for some reason, those of us who don't even, <laughs> who do, might not be in a relationship, we're the ones going, I don't want to celebrate it. Like that's good marketing, okay? That's that's good. <laughs> and you know, I think that's interesting. That believe it in our churches. Think about it. We'll be at church. It's Valentine's weekend. Of course, there's going to be something about love or Valentine. It's like you can't get away from it, right? It's just, it's just, it's there. And that's <laughs> kind of sad. Like you know, I was ra- I was making fun of my coworker because I'm like, what are you doing for Valentine's Day? And he's like, oh. Is Valentine's Day like next week? And I'm like, yeah, just because I'm like, you haven't been married a year and you're not even doing anything yet. And he was like, no, I told my, my wife already spent a lot of money for our house. So that's her oh, birthday, her Christmas, wow. her Valentine's. And I'm just like, I looked at him like, wow, reminding me why I'm still not married. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the fact that a lot of us here have said that it's kind of like a family day, you know, and because we're single. And I think that's important where, uh, especially because the world uses it as something like Phoebe said, Singles Awareness Day. Doing something for other people takes the focus off of you and your mm-hmm. singleness and potentially loneliness and puts it on other people and doing good, which is really what love is about. And so yeah. I, I love that. Um, I do the same with my family and my nephews and it's it's great. So um, I, I think if we switch to that and and did that and set that example, we can mm-hmm. you know start a revolution for Valentine's yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> And I think it's fun also to, to if, if you really, you know, with so much around you, it's fun to take, you know, Galentine's, right? Take all your mm-hmm. girlfriends out and go for it. Go do something fun. Um, I love to, I love to do that. And I even try to, some self-care too. You know, I love Korean spas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, man, since COVID started, like it's the number one thing I'm missing. I would just spend all day there and just go to my saunas and, you know, treat myself. Have a that fun, single Supriya day. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> that's, that sounds amazing. That's like my birthday, but yeah, that sounds. Have you been to Korean spa before? That's a whole other conversation. Oh, I have. <laughs> oh man, I haven't. <gasps> Esther, I, you haven't. The, the Korean girl, girl has not gone to the Korean spa. Never been. Ooh. I've never been. Esther's never been. I've been Korean a bunch of times. Oh uh, man, 
Ladies, okay, anybody watching this, of course, it's COVID right now, the whole pandemic. But once this is over, it is the best $25 you will ever spend. $25 for the day for 24 hours. So it's like oh, a, yeah, dollar, there. a dollar and a few cents. I'm not going to talk about the fact that, like, let's not talk about the. the that you have to be naked. Oh, you I love have to be naked in front of strangers. Wow. Yeah, well, that's like, the part like that I can't. I can't. I feel get like this needs part. its own episode. <laughs> right. I, I think we're getting home. into that's my favorite home. part. Keep it PG, y'all. Keep it PG. Yeah, it's a totally different. I'm in the co-ed area, but I go early in the morning. Like, let's not even go there, right? I'm never. Okay, moving on, moving on. Thank you, ladies. Just you know, enjoy Valentine's Day. Um, I thought it would be really fun today if we could talk a little bit about some love stories. And what better way? I I, I love some of our Adventist pioneers, some <laughs> of the stories about them. And I thought, why not share? Why not do a little quiz and and see what you guys know about some of the love stories of some of our Adventist pioneers? So I only have five questions, so really simple. But I'm going to ask you them and see what you know and like maybe share with our audience some things. And I just want you guys to know as audience listening is like sometimes we forget so much that the people who founded our church, that our pioneers were human. You know, we we hear their stories. We see the sacrifices they made. Um, and, you know, we are so blessed by, you know, even even Ellen White's, Mrs. White's writings. You know, we are so blessed by all of that and we revere it, you know. Um, but we forget that she was human, the others were human, they had struggles, they had issues. One of my favorite books actually series is called um, Heartwarming Stories of Adventist Pioneers. Mm -hmm. So it's actually for uh, kids or youth, but it's a fantastic series. Um, and it just breaks down like the really cool stories about some of the things they had in their life. So if you want to read more about it, like that's a great book series to go get. And so, so yes, yeah, so although we're going to be talking about them, I'm doing it in a, in, a, in a sense of reverence in that I appreciate who they are, but we also recognize that if they, if God can use humans like that, you know, and do amazing things through them, he does it through all of us, right? And we must, we must know sure. that God wants to do the same in our lives. So let's start. I'm going to ask you the first, so I'm going to just ask you like, I'm going to ask you something like a statement or whatever, something, and see if you can guess who this person is or who the, the couple is, Okay. All right, so <clears throat> Ellen White encouraged this person to marry someone who was in South Africa, okay? He was in Australia at the time. So, and I quote, he says, he dutifully obeyed and wrote a letter of proposal to the lady. She responded almost at once, booked passage to Australia, and the couple were married soon after. Wow. Was it, it, his first name was Stephen, right? His first name Stephen. I can't remember his last Haskell? name. Stephen oh, Haskell. Haskell. Yes. Nice. I remember him because he was always married to a woman who was 20 years away from him. Like his first wife was 20 years older than him. And yeah. his second wife, after she dies, second wife was 20 years younger than yeah. him. I was like, dude, yeah. you can't get it's someone true. on your own wavelength here. Come on, man. Wow. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It was, okay. was Stephen, S.N. <laughs> Haskell, and Petty Heard. I'm just Petty. Okay. So I will I will not do well on this quiz. I just <laughs> I feel it in my spirit that I'm not gonna do well. <laughs> right, okay, there's right. no prize. There's no, no prize. there's no prize. Okay. I wish I could right. something uh, it's like fun. It's fun. Okay. <laughs> can we talk can about the age difference? You can drink your tea. Yeah. Well, I thought yeah, it was right. That's we another episode. That's another whole episode right and there. It is gonna be our other episode. 
Yeah, there yes, was a difference. And the interesting thing about this, just a side note, is that so actually, you know, Ellen White was a widow at this time. And she and Ethan Haskell had worked for years together, right? They'd all been years and they had a good friendship. And he actually proposed to her. Yeah. And what? She turned him down. I didn't know that. Because of, yes, because of various reasons. Because obviously, one, she didn't want to change her name to Haskell because all her writings, everything was tied. And she just felt for the cause of the ministry, it just wasn't good to have that uh, at that time. So Auntie Ellen, Auntie Ellen had people hollering at her. I like yes. this. Yes. <laughs> so she, That's pretty she cool. Accepted him. So she goes, why not our mutual friend, Eddie? So she basically wow. friend-zoned him and told him to go. That's so cool. Oh God, wow. But that's beautiful. That so the power cool. of referral, though. That. The power of referral. Yes, the power when of you're that. a real friend, yes. you refer. You and refer. they made yes. a friendship. They made like Hedy and Haskell and Stephen SN. Stephen is his person. But they ended up coming back and working in ministry. And they did still work with, you know, Ellen White. So, so it's just a beautiful story of just like how they were friends. And she respected him, even though he made the proposal to her and, you know, he went on and married her. I think it's funny, though, how he's, can you imagine he's like writing to the lady? Um, the prophet asked me. From Africa to Australia, the girl was on, like she booked her ticket right away. Oh, yes. So, like, but see, that's oh. like what. Barbara, that's what you were saying earlier. You're like, dude, don't tell me that like God sent you a message. He actually was like, no, the prophet's home and got me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, I didn't mean to take that long on this question. That was already five minutes. All right. we'll, we'll, we'll try, but I want to get to I have four more questions. So yeah, it's just a beautiful, beautiful story though, right? Um, okay, next one. <clears throat> so, so this man, this is an interesting one. He actually uh, was interested in a lady, right? So when he was near her, he basically said, hey, and I'm paraphrasing here because I'm trying to <laughs> modernizing it a bit. But he basically said, would you like to talk for a bit? So they both went over to the veranda and they started chatting. And like a business interview, he asked her, what would you like to do in the future, you know, with your life? And she says that she would like to train to be a matron of a school. A matron meaning like a boarding school, like a dean of girls or the one who's in charge of all the, you know, the girls at the time. So she's like to train for that. Now, he was a widower, he had two little kids, and he goes, now this is where the Adventist pickup line, he's like, would you like to be the matron of a, a private home? Because I have kids that you could take care of. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Shoot your shot, man. Right? Shoot your shot. I know. <laughs> and it said, and I quote here, the, the quote, she goes, and this is a quote from the, um, you know, from historical records. It goes, she was flustered and surprised at the suddenness, suddenness of it all. She had not yeah. just any affection from him. She didn't know hardly what to say. I didn't know that he liked me, she recalled. I don't even think he told me that he loved me. He gave such a big thing of line, you know? He, we went down to business. You know what? So guys, uh, and uh, by the way, um, she was in fact in love with someone else at the time when this proposal came to, but that guy wasn't making any moves yet. Wow. Oh. So oh. who was this couple? Andrews. Nope. Was it, um, was it um, White, um, Edson, Edson? No, Willie. It was Willie. You know what, Mary, I'm sending you a prize after this. <laughs> wow, Mary. Wow, Mary. <laughs> Mary is still in the game. Right. Oh. Yeah. So it was Billy White, Ellen White's son, and the lady was May Lacey, who became, you know, May White. 
And <clears throat> the interesting thing about this story, I was actually gonna give you guys a hint, but to see if you could guess this, but um, the, the interesting thing about this is that first of all, their honeymoon wasn't much of a honeymoon. They got married and um, they immediately rushed. In fact, he leaves the same day they got married to some committee meeting after the wedding. He's, he's a and, white. <laughs> and, then, and then they had a speaking engagement, evangelistic meetings happening that coming week. She travels with Ellen White, the mother, her mother-in-law, you know, the husband. For the next two weeks, they're like traveling. She pretty much stayed in the room with uh, Ella White most of the time. It was almost two weeks before they finally got home together. So that was like their, their honeymoon. <laughs> so anyway, but what's interesting about this story is that, um, so she did have a boyfriend at the time, right? But she kind of felt like that she, this was more, that the situation, she was actually Ellen White's assistant. There was a lot going on in the story. And I'm gonna post some of the links in, in our Facebook app for people to read. But uh, in the end, she didn't end up marrying that guy because you know he hadn't made a move really. And also in his situation, it was like, dude, how can I go against like the union president and like who has a profit and all that? wife's son. <laughs> so he bowed out, got married, you know, was happily married. But guess what? Years later, after Willie White died, she was a widow, widow um, for like 17 years. And then she reunited and he was a widower and his name was Arthur. And they reunited in their old age yes. and they got married. Okay. And it was her son that married them, Arthur and, and Nick. Yeah. And I say that number one, it sounds like Adventists are still dating that way today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like that he was still like, yo, you still cute. Like, years later mm -hmm. it's cool yeah, yeah i know yeah. um so yes i i just think it was just a beautiful story you know to see the the beauty of it all and just how things worked out you know it was a lot of a lot of things there at the time by the way even willie white had a, a girl who liked him but he mm -hmm. felt she wasn't the right one so anyway he liked so, his girl because she was a strapping strong girl that she had to take care of business yeah, she was. She did a lot of work. They ended up actually working very well together um, in their ministry and the Ellen White. So, okay. So now number three. This one is not so much how they met, but this is in her diary note to her husband. This lady said, and um, her husband was away for almost a year on uh, doing evangelism, right? And during that time, she wrote in her diary, and I quote, I can hardly be reconciled to his long absence. He is one of the kindest and best husbands, and it is a great sacrifice to us both to be thus separated. Who said that? Ellen White. Nope. It doesn't look the same. Was it John, John, not Andrews, but John, the short John, the John who was the one who, they went to Missouri together. Um, wow, this guy uh, looks like. <laughs> John, it's, it's Loughborough. Oh, Loughborough. Yeah, yeah Loughborough. Right at the beginning. It was John Andrews. J.N. Andrews. Oh, Andrews, okay. And his wife Angela. I should have gotten that one. Angela. Sorry, I went to Andrews. Should have gotten <laughs> <laughs> To Andrews. Esther, yeah. I'm just going to say right now. So, <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? I was saying, Amaro was saying that she should have got that one. I was like, and I was thinking in my head, I didn't go to Andrews. And then I was calling on Fabian and Esther and saying, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, no no i know so the interesting thing about this story is that ellen white was actually opposed to their marriage initially um mm -hmm. because jan andrews 
she felt had kind of led on somebody else before. But so Annie Smith's sister. Yeah, Annie, Annie Smith. Smith. Yep. And Yo, Mary, Mary, and Mary, 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 when she's driving. That's why I said, yes. See, y'all, I said, Mary's like, yep, I know about Annie Mae from Missouri. <laughs> Mary, huh? my little Adventist card I got, Mary gets it because I don't deserve it. All of them. She gets all of ours. <laughs> all of our so, I'm yeah, a sucker for love story, Helen agreed. She agreed and she encouraged John to get married to Angeline. And she actually had a vision about this. And that was why she eventually agreed. And it's a vision initially, she was opposed to it. And then she, and then she got a vision. She encouraged him to move forward. And ironically, um, it was actually uh, John Andrews and Uriah Smith both married to the sisters. So um, Angeline's sister is Harriet and they ended up marrying um, uh, right. Harriet married Uriah Smith. So it's two sisters who married those two. Yeah. So, okay, number four. <clears throat> this is kind of fun. I, I didn't know this one before. Um, number four or five, but okay. I meant four. Okay. Okay. Uh, this is fun. So after her, and I'm paraphrasing, after her man proposed to her, <laughs> before she agreed, she basically asked him directly about his salary and how much money he expected to make. Hey, wow. Answered, Go ahead, girl. She said yes. Who is this person? Baby. Just kidding. <laughs> Mercy. Oh, man. I don't know this one. And he was a seaman. Oh, oh Joseph Wait, baby. baby? It was Prudy? Yeah. His crew is Prudy. She knew that person. Prudy's middle name. Mary, what's Prudy's middle name? You know you know it. What's her middle name? I don't know The wife of Joseph Bates. Yeah, but that makes um, sense though because when you hear the stories later about how their finances were, she was all on it, man. So I can totally see that. It's like her name was Prudence, and she was, you know, Prudence. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's Mary. kind of funny. But I, the quote, she basically, they, when he asked her, they knew each other. She was just a year younger than him. They knew each other for many years. He come back and he proposed, and basically, yeah, she basically asked him like. Um, you know, do you expect to spend all your life at sea? And he's like, no, no, I'm going to come up with other means to, you know, of employment. And then she goes, okay. And then, and, it, and it's funny. She said, um, she goes, he said he was going to try to, um, you know, make more money. And she goes, well, just how much do you expect to get before you call it a fortune? Because he was talking about making more. And he said, he answered and said, I would like to have around 10,000. And she goes, this satisfied her. So they were like, <laughs> go ahead, Prudence, get you some. She had her goals. I like it. Yeah. She knew what they needed. Girl, from right? Yes. Yep. All right. The very it. last one, which is this one, I hope you all get. But while her husband oh, went away, she wrote this letter to him. And in it, she wrote, and I quote, I sleep alone. I prize my being all to myself, unless graced with your presence. I want to share my bed only with you. Ellen White. Ellen White. <laughs> but go ahead, girl. She Wait. was 
steamy stuff right there. Yeah, I, I just, just like, want to point out that Mary said the answer before you even started asking the question. That's how good Mary is. So, wow. Mary's next level. Mary's next level. Well, no, but Cynthia gave it away. She's like, I hope you all get this. I mean, I know. I, yeah, you know. But, <laughs> but I just want to say that Sister Ellen, that was almost some already stuff there. She was like, sweet Jimmy, come on home to mama. Ooh, what? <laughs> Wow. <laughs> this was also a private letter, which I hope, you know, we're here talking about it, but this was a letter she wrote to him. Well, and obviously. She's she had not. another person that was staying with her and helping out. Um, and it was in a situation where normally, you know, the women would have slept next to each other or in the same room. But she basically writes that we decided to be separate, you know, her and her friend, because they, they had their own um, time schedules and reading or spending time, whatever it was, she decided to be separate. And then she writes that she's letting him know that she only sleeps alone in her own bed, not with the other person. They decided that was a better arrangement. Mm-hmm. And and then that, yeah, she she misses him. So I thought that was that was really I mean that that was that was that was, you I know, know. <laughs> that was a little Victoria's secret is I know. That's what I said. I'm just get like... that heart mask back out, Barbara. <laughs> 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 right? Six feet. Yeah. I thought you were going to add the story where there was that girl who was um, nervous about her honeymoon night and Mrs. White told her like, it's actually quite pleasant, dear. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not one of our pioneer couples. I think it was. Yes. Mary, what's her name? Mary, what's her I name? I don't know. <laughs> but that's cool. <laughs> Mary's going to do some research tonight. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, pathway to the pioneers there you just listen to them and i'm telling you this is where i learn all this stuff from and they've got good stories and you can listen to them and they're fun yeah i mean they're for kids but i don't really care (laughs) so that story was basically james and ellen were staying at a at a a hotel type place whatever and the next room was this newly married couple and Mm -hmm. so he was outside and he was very nervous and she sees him when she goes to go to the bathroom or whatever and she basically tells him, you go back in there and you care for her and you love her, you know, and do your thing. You're right. It's like, they're so human. We, we put them, we, we forget that, that because the pictures don't show them smiling, yeah. that they weren't human people. They're just as human as the rest of us. I mean, these people, they got hungry. They, they got upset. They got sad. They got lonely. They had sex. I mean, they had kids because clearly, I mean, they had four. I mean, the whites had four kids. Yeah. We don't know if they had any miscarriages. So, you know, yeah. um, so I'm just yeah. saying, like, you know, we forget. And it's cool. Thanks for the, the quiz. It was a nice reminder of, you know, they're human. And they were so committed to the cause. I mean, the mm-hmm. sacrifices they made, both husband and wife and family. Yes. You know, if you read about Ellen White's story, I mean, you can't believe all the things that happened to her, you know, yeah. yet she just kept going forward. And so I think that also tells us just how, you know, amidst all the attacks of Satan or whatever happened, she just kept going. Can I just point out one thing I saw as well? They were all open to see something else other than what they they saw before them. They were open to God's leading to something else that was completely out of their purview. And Mm. so just just being surrendered and faithful to God and just being malleable um, and flexible is important as well. Yeah, for sure. Very true. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you guys enjoyed that. I hope our audience did too. And now we're going to just end with a really fun uh, guide. Uh, I'm going to let Fabi introduce what we're about to do. (laughs) Yes. So back in the day, uh, 
you are part of the people who made this up too, right, Sue? Yes, Supri mm -hmm. and I and some other girlfriends. Um, you know, you're not a real true Adventist unless you start categorizing your mate or your man or your men based on the Conflict of the Ages series. So, <laughs> you know, as we would meet people, yeah, <laughs> as we would meet people, we would categorize them in this way. So, I don't know, should I make it the quiz way, Sue, to see if they can guess? No, okay. I think we just how much time. Just go ahead. Mary's and done. Showed up enough. So I right. know. Get the list off. So this again, ladies. This is for the ladies. Your guide to categorizing men using the yes. conflict of the ages series. <laughs> yes. This is all right. So if the man, if the man is too old for you, just tell your friend that you know he's a patriarch and prophets. Yeah. If you think he's way out of your league, like girl, he's a prophets and kings. I can't. <laughs> Nope. He, 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 he's wow. an evangelist nope. plus he fine plus all these <laughs> girls want him no now if he's a new convert or if he's someone that you are you know flirt to convert or missionary date we call him a steps to christ <laughs> wow to christ this is all fun okay we're just yeah. as, please i hope you guys don't think we're being blasphemous it's just yeah. you know, and it's a joke guys a joke yeah, if the brother's just doing way too much, he's an axe of the apostles. Okay, just <laughs> much BTM. And you know, and if it's just a no match, no go at all, we call him the great controversy. Like, no, <laughs> girl, do not introduce me to him. He is the great controversy, okay? And of course, finally, if he is perfect and he's the man of your dreams, we call him the desire of ages. So lady. <laughs> May we find our spiritual, which is Jesus, desire of ages, and also our hopefully literal desire of ages. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Thank you. That, well, was great. that was great. Nice. Can, can steal that from me. I, yeah. So our code is, our secret code is no longer our secret code no more. <laughs> 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 right oh, women across the whole the whole country are now like oh girl he is a prophet and kings you ain't got no chance <laughs> yeah well thanks baby for sharing that um that is all we had for you guys on this valentine's day and i hope you guys had a wonderful valentine's or galentine's or whatever you're doing this valentine's whether you're even the men enjoy your day <laughs> The woman, enjoy your day, and we'll see you next time. All right. Happy Valentine's. <laughs>